Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And tonight is Katie's birthday. So we have balloons. How exciting is that? And we have a fun-filled show for you tonight as we do a coffee tasting. We're going to talk about a book that I just recently reviewed, and I moved too far away, but I will reach offset and get it. Uh, we are going to talk about the updates today with the guidelines that California released regarding the reopening of theme parks and what that means for the future of Disneyland and reopening. We are also going to talk about a new trailer for Soul. Yeah. And a new special, what do they call it? Special look? Is that what they call their I think that's what name? they're calling it. So a new special look for The Mandalorian, which will be arriving at Disney Plus in just about a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, so all of you, if you'll take a moment and wish Katie a very happy birthday and embarrass her, um, I will be sharing those comments on the screen so that she can go back and watch them as we work our way through the show. But uh, let's get this party started. If you'd like to join the conversation, Katie, what should they do? Use the hashtag Geeks Corner on Twitter and talk to us. Uh, or you can go on the YouTube chat, tap, 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 and engage with us there and engage with each other. Have, have a good, thoughtful conversation. And wish Katie a happy birthday. You don't, have to, first do, one. You don't have to do and that. And we now have it there on the lower third. So Katie can go back and read from uh, <laughs> what Stephen says for you. Thank you. Yes. Um, does happy poor day sound as birthday? I think that counts as a birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that'll count. So uh, how about happy dull whip birthday? Like clocky. Clocky's going through a couple of these, yes. And uh, <laughs> Roger is wishing a happy birthday as well. But uh, we will keep going on with this. I will keep sharing them as we go about our show. So if I remember, uh, Mikey really liked. He also says happy birthday. Hi, I Mikey. just fun to, to acknowledge these as we're putting them up on the screen. Uh, and Katie, Katie, and the English says happy birthday, Katie, because our conversation for tonight is celebrating Katie's birthday. Uh, he cannot see the screen, so you guys could could put all sorts of things, and you just she wouldn't know. Uh, but uh, Angela's wishing you a happy birthday too. Can see that. And uh, Purple Tank 007 says happy birthday, Katie. And um, and then apologize for misspelling your name. But that is okay. It's, it's hard to spell. It's okay. Yeah, no, and Mr. Dapp isn't like speaking for me there. I, I promise you, I don't care. It's my, not that counts. It is. My name is really hard to Happy spell. Happy churros are better. Birthday, Katie. <laughs> also from Stephen. <laughs> and then Bailey says, happy unbirthday, un Katie, which does mean it is her birthday. So on your birthday, about, what was it, five years ago? Yeah. Five, five years, years ago. ago, you came on Geek's Corner for the very first time. And uh, you sat actually about here, if I remember, just to my left, uh, if I remember correctly. And you taught us about coffee tasting for the first time. So we thought it'd be fun tonight to revisit your very first coffee tasting and appearance on Geek's Corner and see if I learned anything from you five years ago and if I retained it. And, and that's the real trick. So I have made coffee tonight, and I have found something to pair it with as well. Okay. And um, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we're going to test this out. Uh, Steven says happy birthday as well. Thank you. Good seeing you in the park, my friend. And uh, you. what we have here okay. is we have a dark French roast. Oh, okay. Um, it's got Arabica beans. They're from Latin America, the high the high altitudes, it said. Okay. So we have this. It is from Pete's, your competitor. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I don't buy coffee beans very often, and so this was a trick. Um <laughs> 
Clocky has a better idea that we should have gone with Folgers and Dale Donuts. That would have been true. That is the ultimate coffee pairing. Yes. All right. So we are going to get our coffee cups. We're going to smell it. Right? That, that is correct. Yep. And then we're going to slurp it. Uh-huh. You do remember. We're going to go around our mouth a bit. Right? And what do you taste? That's very interesting. I taste that. It's not a front of my tongue. Yeah. Well, it's very... So, a lot of American coffee is... For French roast, but keep going. Yeah, that's... Uh, enough when you said French roast, you all said it was Latin American. I was like, those two don't go together in my head. Um, but Latin American coffees are known for being very bright. Um, they're known for being very like citrusy, acidic. Uh, they compare them to like the bright colors and the culture of Latin America. Um, coffee tastes kind of here in the back of my mouth too. Yeah, I love Latin American coffees. Um, funny thing, so you go back five years ago. No, 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 I did. I always okay. love American coffee. Um, I don't know a certified coffee master yet. So I like coffee a lot, but I did not know nearly as much as I do now. So, so. I'm going to take a moment to read this comment. This is Don't Ask Murray, because he will tell you your coffee pairs best with ketchup. Yeah. Saw it firsthand. He's incorrect. It pairs best with catsup. The other way. Thank stuff. goodness I was not drinking. Yes. Um, Mary Payne. Because we, we do love Katie, but we do like Pete's win-win. Pete's is good. I asked the big question that's very important. The question is, what brand does Colombo drink? I'm betting he's a Folgers I would, I would think he's Folgers, for sure. <laughs> I can see Folgers, you know, in the big pan. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, the um, other good thing, just to throw this out here, because I like talking about coffee, is that they are Arabica beans. That's a very good thing, um, because there are two types of Arabica, or there are two types of coffee beans, Arabica and Robusta. Robusta are usually grown at low altitudes, and they are kind of cheaper to grow. They're not necessarily as good of a flavor. So Arabica is grown at high altitudes, a lot better flavor, just a higher quality coffee in general. So it's good that it's Arabica because sometimes you see Robusta out in the wild and it's not that good. Interesting. Yeah. So um, with this, I have chosen an appropriate, I hope, thing to pair this with, and that is cheesecake with chocolate uh well it's chocolate and regular cheesecake because it's got the chocolate crust in a little bit of chocolate it looks great on the top and then it's cheesecake so. i think the the um flavor of like the cream cheese will go really well with that this. was the most the best part but i didn't want to just have plain cheesecake yeah like, that's boring that's boring and then i read somewhere as i was researching today that the chocolate actually might go well with the french roast so okay mm-hmm Chocolate goes well with everything. Though, I do right? like that you're the one that put together the pairing. Mm-hmm. I like it. You want to know why I like it? Very good. I'm scared. Why do you like it? Because it changes the flavor of the chocolate and actually brightened it. I'm so proud of you. You know so many things now. Yeah. No, it's a very good pairing. Um, it... Uh, soothes the acidity in the coffee a lot because I'm not a huge fan of acidic coffees. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. this coffee wasn't super acidic, but it was definitely there. The cheesecake and I think the chocolate definitely like neutralizes it. It's really good. Good. You didn't know you were signing up for Coffee Talk. No, I didn't. Anyway, happy uh, fifth anniversary from your first time being on Geek's Corner and happy birthday. So much has changed. And with that, we are going to move into... uh, 
other topics. That's for <laughs> I sure. said unhappy things, kind of, for this week in Geek, the week in Geek. So we are returning to this, our weekly com- commentary discussion about what is going on with Disney News. Today it was announced by California that there are guidelines for reopening theme parks. These guidelines mean that uh, Disneyland in particular and also Universal will have to reach a much lower yellow yellow tiered level. Um, they are in purple and red currently, so it's two and three levels to get down um, before they can reopen. Uh, Disneyland immediately responded through its president and saying that uh, basically this is unacceptable. They've already shown that they can reopen theme parks globally around the world in a safe and responsible manner. The Anaheim mayor responded very shortly after the guidelines were released as well, saying that this was going to cost lots of jobs, not just from Disney, but really the local people around Disney um, that uh, kind of use the the tourism the tourism to yeah to really uh stay in business and uh then also uh what else are we saying um i'm trying to remember what else happened uh the it's been a long day right the the theme park association responded uh saying this was going to be bad also Mm -hmm. as did several other organizations and uh businesses locally and uh Depending on what you think about this, it was quite, well, either way, it was quite the day. Um, Katie, what were your thoughts as you were reading through these developments through the afternoon? Which, uh, And were you surprised at how quickly came, California came out and responded? So I watched the press conference today. I watched it this afternoon. Um, I definitely had strong opinions about it because they they are trying to currently frame that going to a sports stadium is a safer activity than going to a theme park, which I don't agree with. I disagree with the very basis of that idea. Um, so I, I disagree wholeheartedly. And I think that um, it was said in one of the articles that we're probably not going to see Disneyland open until next summer. If these guidelines hold true, the orange County health officer said that. Yeah, but I, I that's sure. accurate. Um because to be in the yellow tier, we have to have positive tests under 2.2%, I believe. And we have to have uh, one new positive case per week per every 100,000 citizens, um, which th- I understand that would be a perfect place to be. That's just not going to happen soon. Um, and I I keep wanting to frame this. This isn't me being like, I want to go back to Disneyland Um, like the people that were demanding haircuts, they didn't want the people to go back to work. They just wanted haircuts. Um, I want people to go back to work. Um, I want cast members to be able to work again, provide for their families, pay rent. Um, it's a really, really scary time we're living in. And I think that if they don't want to reopen theme parks, they should be able to give them more money on unemployment. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, there, there has to be, if you're going to cause, uh, problems like this for a local economy mm-hmm. um you need to have solutions as well and what i saw today was a um a hey you just can't do this and so you get all the consequences and you don't get any bailout and um and i don't know that the governor came forward with a solution today mm-hmm. um because the issue i see is is i spend my life always looking i i have a role in leadership at the uh the company that I work with and well, everywhere I work with. Um, but my job nine times out of 10 is to look for the law of unintended consequences. And so I need to be looking, Hey, if we do this, 
what are the things that are going to happen to the people that work for me or the people that don't work for me but are impacted by me down the line? And uh, I think the trick that uh, that really was not answered today is what are you going to do about the people that don't go to that aren't able to go to work that no longer are going to be getting the benefits that you know stopped in July? And I can only assume that uh, Disneyland is going to have to to let go more people depending on how long this goes. And uh, that's uh, <laughs> Stephen just said. Mr. Dapp somehow gained a leadership role on my podcast. <laughs> And I'm the only employee. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. Uh, I didn't know either, but <laughs> but okay. Um, which you should go check out his podcast and uh, plug yourself in the the chat there, Silver Bullet, and I will share that in a second. And but anyway, um, when you have a leadership role in that much of impact, you have to look out for the little guy. And I don't see him looking out for the little guy at this. I see him looking out for the big picture health um, of this one issue. But there's also issues of anxiety, of depression, of not having purpose for getting up and going to work in the day, for um, for the local economy. That's that they're literally losing billions of dollars by Disneyland continuing to remain closed, and and so I don't know that an extreme is ever the answer. And and I I'm not saying that you should go and reopen everything right away because that's not the answer either. But what I am saying is that you need to meet somewhere in the middle, which I think Disney is willing to do and so are all the other theme parks. And maybe that means opening at 20% or 15% or maybe it has more guidelines for when they're reopening and having higher levels of um of um verification or, or checking, you know, what's going on to ensure safety, um, in terms of government oversight. That's what I'm looking for. But, uh, I think it was a pretty extreme approach that seemed a little bit unfair to theme parks compared to, you know, being able to go and get your haircut, which for the record, I cut my own hair, um, during this, this pandemic. And, um, you know, I don't go anywhere. I've gone to Walt Disney world cause I felt it was safe. I go to the grocery store, and I've gone to downtown Disney and Starbucks and that's about it. And I only go to one Starbucks and that's hers. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there has to be a balance because the law of unintended consequences is going to hit this whole thing really, really hard. Yeah. Um, also, go check out all the webs, a stage. You can listen anywhere that podcasts are in the latest episode has both Katie and me. And it was episode and, 13. And it was episode 13 and it came out on Katie's birthday. So, and it has very random tweets that we picked included in it. And so you should, you should, the tweets are very good. They were very fun. So anyway, do you have thoughts more on this also? Um, no. And I, um, <clears throat> I was thinking about it. So I'm coming from two sides of this. Uh, I've, I've talked about it a lot during this, sh uh, shutdown yeah. is that my first job was in the theme park industry. And my first job, I worked with a lot of people that that was it wasn't their only job it was a job that they needed to keep things afloat um they would most likely be able to operate in the tier the orange tier but the they tier above, yes. yeah but they would have to sell tickets that are only to people in the county um the guidelines are still ridiculous so to me i was looking at it and i'm like how would they even operate um, the part that baffled me with that is I feel like these smaller theme parks, and this isn't slamming them in any way, yeah. just don't have the resources to create a safe environment that something like Disney yeah. or Universal does, and, and even Knott's. 
And we've already seen that knots can basically operate safely because we've had zero, like yeah. I haven't heard any complaints about them um, in terms of an outbreak. And I, I'm very willing to be standard correctly or uh, stand corrected. But um, but I, I it baffles me because it's the people who should be the best at protecting people are getting penalized the yeah. most. Um, Angela is asking, I'm really curious what the team learned um, from their visit to Florida. And Katie, I believe you can answer that, how that contributed to these guidelines. So they talked about that a little bit on the uh, press conference, and this just infuriated me more. Um, they talked about it and they said, you know, we saw a lot of really encouraging things about Walt Disney World. And they saw that they were doing a pretty good job of um, keeping groups separate and everyone was keeping their masks on. But they also said they had a lot of concerns about what they had seen in Disney World. Um, and they literally contradicted themselves. And they said that they saw a lot of groups that were not together mingling without their masks on and that the parks kept putting groups that were not um, traveling together together, which I have heard nothing of that in Walt Disney World. If you are on Rise of the Resistance, you get your own car. If you get your own um, interrogation room, um, you're not being put into ride vehicles or anything well, with other groups. I'm just going to call it out. Like I was just at Walt Disney World three weeks ago and that was not my experience. Yeah. So we had a week and a half difference, two weeks different. And I didn't see any of that. In fact, I saw Disney aggressively going up to people and saying, cover your nose with your mask if something was showing or if somebody's walking and even taking a sip of their drink. Hey, you need to put your mask over and you need to stop if you're going to drink and socially distance. And and they were very clear about making sure you stayed apart from other groups. Even on Rise of the Resistance, I think, is a prime example. Um, we, we had four people in our group for Rise of the Resistance, and it was me and Murray and then a couple. And we were all the way across the cell from each other. Like, they kept us so far apart. And it's, I find that incredibly hard to believe. And, um, and even... I think if you look for things, you can find anything because everybody has seen how you can take a picture down Main Street and everybody's socially distanced and it looks like they're all close together. And yeah. it's, just, it's just not fact. And It's um, about seeing a, the forest for the trees. And yeah. I think that they wanted to see a forest, so they saw a forest and they didn't, they didn't look for the trees. So it was, to me, I feel like they just wasted a trip to Walt Disney World and well, I find it disingenuous. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to call this out, and I rarely will will take a side <laughs> on things like this, especially publicly. It's true. But um, <laughs> I feel like for them to say that negates everything that we experienced two weeks before, and that was one of the big reasons I wanted to go, is because um, as as reopening got pushed back further and further at Disneyland. In fact, one of the reasons we we picked the week we did was just on the off chance that a miracle happened and they opened on October 1st or the third or, you know, like that, those first few days. And, um, and so one of the reasons I really wanted to check out Walt Disney world is like, I want to see for myself. I have two friends that have already gone three, actually, is it as good as they said it was? And it was busier when I went, but it was still as good as they said it was. And, and so, um, yeah, I just, I just find that incredibly hard to believe and, and, I rarely will take sides on things like this, but um, I do think this this is one of those cases where um, you have to play fair, and I just don't think it's playing fair. I agree. All right, let's move on to more fun things, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't even remember what's next. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. There's a new special look that was released this week ahead of The Mandalorian arriving on Disney Plus in a week and a half. It's going to be awesome. 
Um, what did you think of this special look that we rewatched just like 20 minutes ago? I think it's fun. I also thought it was really fun that to be completely honest, it's been a crazy week. Um, I just saw it for the first time while I was watching the world series. Um, so I got to see also it very cool. on TV, which was re- really nice. Um, I think it is very epic is the best word for it. Um, lots of big lofty shots of ships. Um, was he getting chased by X-Wings? It looked like it. Or maybe that was a misdirection, but. I Yeah, but that is what cool. they made it seem to be. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. I hope Dave Filoni is flying one of the X-Wings again. <laughs> that would be really funny. I would like to see that. I would like I would to see more Filoni. legitimately start laughing if I saw that or like shouting at the TV. It would be fun. As long as he's wearing his hat. Because he wasn't wearing his hat last time, and I'd like to see him wearing no, his he, hat. He has to wear a helmet in the next one. Um, I'd like to see his hat. Was it just me, or did they did they um, up the production value even more? It seems like it. Because to me, it was like already really good, and it felt more like um, it almost felt more like the movies, and and I'm I mean the original series movies. Um, so the funny thing is that we were watching the world series. Um, my mom watched the trailer cause I went Mando, 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 because mm-hmm. I'm a child. Um, and my mom went, I didn't know that those were movies. And I went, Oh no, it's a series. She went, Oh, cause that looked like it was a movie. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty funny, cause it was almost too polished <laughs> season one. And this had a little bit more of a roughness to it and a yeah. little bit more, um, depth and, I don't know what the word is, but it just seemed a little bit more um, aged, you know, real. Like it just didn't look too HD, even though yeah. it's HD. Um, yeah, I, I think, and it, I loved the the tonality of it. I thought that was super cool. Um, I'm curious to see why he goes back to his quote unquote friends from first season to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. It will be. <clears throat> I'm excited about it though. Um, any predictions on who his people are and do we actually find this out or does this mean he's returned to the Jedi? The child. I don't know. Um, I I like to imagine this planet of Yoda's. Um, and I like the idea of the Mandalorian being on this planet of Yoda's because they're all like two feet tall. That would be um, funny. I just think that is a hilarious like image. Attacked by a planet of Yoda's. Uh, I think that it would be the argument of would you rather fight um, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? have you have you ever heard that argument yeah yeah yeah. i think it'd be like that though but i think that there would be just so many little yodas that i mean he had a hard time with jawas so that's true yeah um i i think that it'll be just a back to the jedi thing but Mm -hmm. i would really like to see more of whatever thing well i think there was an interesting um statement in here too about where he's he's like i need to find other mandalorians too Mm -hmm. and and that brings up the interesting question of like what happened to all of them since season one when he got rescued yeah and in and are they not on mandalore anymore or is it like what's going on with that uh the mary penguin predicts that there's no jedi until the last episode of the season i think that's a very good prediction in call fact, it the last jedi i would actually guess it's not even a jedi for the last episode of the season it's somebody who left the jedi order if i had to make a guess um i i have you a feeling don't know this but you will we're gonna work on this well no uh, i was i <clears throat> can i say what i think yeah i have a feeling you're talking about our girl mrs okatano mm-hmm. yeah 
She's no Jedi, man. I know that. Okay, just checking and realize if I walked into a spoiler territory for you. No. Okay, good. Um, so do you have any other predictions for this season? Um, I think it's gonna be really good. I'm trying to separate. I've heard so many things about oh, all the uh, spo- or the uh, all the rumors mm-hmm. and all that. <clears throat> I'm really hoping that none of it is true. They were pretty wrong about season one. <laughs> yeah, and that's. That's what I'm, but I have heard from multiple people here that it's like this big tone shift, um, which I wouldn't mind that in and of itself. I think you could tone shift every season. Like, yeah. I don't have any problem with that. I um, would love to see it. Yeah. I also think it'll be interesting to see if this season actually does uh, lead to breakaway shows mm-hmm. um, with different characters, especially. Um, I just think there's lots of potential there. Um, I'd be curious to see if we see any other um, like legacy characters pop in you know do we see like is the big surprise of the season that luke skywalker shows up or you know i like, feel weird about that i would too but y- you could also you know i want to see my girl princess leia of alderaan show up on some diplomatic business or just like walk by in the background but it's you know i would just i'd like to see it um what do you think what do you think maybe like c3po r2d2 you could always like they're safe thrown to anything yeah that's um, accurate uh mike you would like to see uh boba fett well yeah that's fair that's fair mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of. i don't who... know how i feel about the boba fett thing to be completely honest really yeah well because, because in this timeline. timeline like i kind of like i kind of like when you're dead you're dead and, and they kind of, it's kind of getting into the comic book thing where it's like, okay, we want this character back now, so we'll bring them back. Yeah. But somebody else wearing Boba Fett's armor. That's how the comics do it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other trailer that came out this week was, it's hard to believe this was all in this week because there's so much. It's as, been a long week. Yeah. And, and we're skipping the whole part where like Disney gets slammed by Elizabeth Warren. And like, oh my gosh, that, that was, was this week. That was this week. Oh. Um, uh, Mary Penguin like a introduction of another fast ship. But we are going to talk about Soul now. Mm. Pixar Soul has another trailer as it gets ready to also debut on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. Uh, December 25th. Um, this trailer gave a lot more look at to the plot of what is going to be happening in this movie, um, which I always dislike when they do that for Pixar films. I realized after the trailer, I've watched it several times now, and I was like, I like the old days where Pixar trailers, you had no clue what the movie was going to be about. It's fair. Anyway, what did you think of this trailer now that I've. Well, I actually really liked it. I did too. Um, I thought it was super interesting because like before I was just like, well, to say, haha, it's funny. He dies. And then his soul parades around. It's really what it seemed like is yeah. it. We all knew it was going to be very touching, but it was kind of like this. Look at me. I'll do a little cowboy dance. Like mm-hmm. that was what the last trailer was. Um, I think that this, uh, the, this trailer showed us more that it's going to be a very interesting, like philosophical movie it talks about what happens before a soul comes to earth which i think is a fascinating idea no matter what your uh beliefs are on philosophy or theology or whatever i think it's very very interesting um and i think it's an interesting concept that he's like trapped and has to get back to his body Mm -hmm. somehow which i think that's this other interesting thing is that his body is parading around assumingly without a soul 
um, which kind of gave me inside out vibes a little bit. Oh, totally. Um, of when Riley has, uh, she's void of all her emotions and she has that breakdown. Uh, it reminded me of a lot of that. Uh, this trailer confirmed what I already knew that I'm going to cry <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good, like deep look into what makes us who we are as people. I think it's going to be beautiful. And that looks like that's what people are saying in the chat. Steven's really excited. So is Angela. And uh, Mary Penguin's excited about the world building from the first few clips. Yeah. Um, she had Wally and Inside Out vibes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those are very similar. Um, I really hope we're surprised by this and they haven't given away too much about it. Um, yeah. Because I actually do feel like I know too much about the film right that's now. Um, I have liked all of the trailers. And this trailer in particular got me way more excited about the world that this will take place in and like the music's going to be phenomenal um like i almost feel like there's going to be a little bit of a mr holland's opus vibe thing going on too because of the teacher thing That's fair. and um so i'm really curious to see and like see which directions they go with this because there's quite a few different possibilities for this and um my big hope with all of this is that we don't know too much and that we get some really good surprises uh, that that sucker puck the, sucker punch the emotions as we're going through this. Yeah, um, because that's what Pixar does the best, and uh, and you know it's gonna be a great story because Pete Doctor is just incredible. He's an amazing storyteller. Yeah, um, all of the artists at Pixar are really have an incredible um, way of storytelling. My big question is what's gonna happen. I assume it's gonna go straight to Disney Plus, but Burrow. The yeah. short that was supposed to debut, um, I was really excited about it because it was hand-drawn animation, which you I'm don't really... I'm assuming it's going to be in front of it, but I haven't heard. Or, or like it'll Well, be... yeah, yeah, I assume that it'll... I was just hoping and that yeah. was... I mean, it... it's kind of a bummer with all these to not get to see them on the big screen. Agreed. Yeah. That's what we talked about last week. But I was just thinking about when I realized today, I was like, oh, I yeah. realized we're not going to see Burrow. That is true. So. And on that unhappy note... Get us out of here, kid. <laughs> Go to DallasMagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. When we find out what's going to happen to Burrow, you will be the first to know. You can also find us on our socials. So, <clears throat> ooh, I can clear my throat, too. You can find us on Instagram. Cheesecake. At Magic, at Geeks Corner, or over on Twitter, um, at Daps underscore magic or at the Geeks Corner. We post a lot of fun things, share a lot of fun ideas, and it'd be really fun if you came and joined us. That is very true. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got tons of videos that continue to go up, more live streams, lots of videos from Florida that Murray and I are still working our way through and trying not to kill our computers. But that is all the time we have for you this week. Happy birthday, Katie. Thanks. And we will see you around the corner. Bye. Bye.